Good morning, guys. Welcome back to It's Me Thinks Live exclusively on Radio Andy, Channel 102. As always, this is our weekly time to talk to each other with a live Ask Me Anything. I want to answer all your questions right now, so call me 844-305-ANDY, 844-305-2639. Good morning, guys. How are we? I am honestly exhausted, and not because I'm still tired from tour, because I had one of those nights where you have such intense dreams, you feel like you're living in the movie Inception. You know, that is the level of intensity that my dreams were last night. I didn't even take any sleep aids. I didn't even take any drugs or anything. I didn't even have a glass of wine. I just raw dogged my bed, went in, just having a nice after watching. Maybe the reason, oh my God, I've just unlocked it. I watched about 10 hours of Summer House yesterday. Maybe that's why I had weird dreams. I am telling you, these dreams... And we were, we were all over the place. We were doing family stuff. We were thinking about ex-boyfriends. We were thinking about, of course, AI. And I woke up absolutely exhausted. Also, yesterday, I LA is kind of, you know, I don't know if anyone lives here, but we, it's not, it doesn't feel always the safest. And yesterday, this really creepy guy came to my house and he was like, oh, you know, buzz the buzzer. And I was like, I shouldn't have answered because he looked creepy. And I, but then I'm always worried if it's like, you know, a package you got to sign for, whatever, whatever. So I buzzed it. My friend was over and he was like, why did you answer that? I was like, I don't know. And he, he was like, oh, I, I spoke to some of your neighbors. Can I speak to you? And I was like, oh, sorry, it's not a good time. And then I was on edge the entire time watching all, I have like tons of security cameras. Then Right before I go to bed, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to check them one more time because I love scaring myself. Checking all like 16 security cameras. And I see, who do I see? Not the creepy man. The fucking raccoon. He's in the front of my house now, waltzing across my fucking driveway like he owns the place, having a look around. I'm like, buddy, I already took out the trash. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. Please leave us in peace. So I think I honestly answered my own question because that is probably why I... (laughs) had really weird dreams. Then the best part is I wake up this morning, come out. I'm like, have my mug. I'm like talking to my mom on my phone. I always like to take a mug of coffee in the car. I left all my fucking windows open on my car like a dumbass. So here I am. Oh, LA's not safe. Blah, blah, blah. This dumbass leaves her fucking windows open. So that was my last 12 hours. I also have the most major sushi face, but it was worth it because you know, when you go to sushi, So first of all, there's a sushi spot by my house and it's very competitive. They don't take any reservations. It's very casual. And and by the way, I think that LA needs more casual restaurants. If anyone wants, I know the restaurant business is very, very difficult, but I always like, I love food. You know, obviously I always thinking about food and stuff like that. LA doesn't have a lot of casual restaurants, at least near where I live. It's all just like such a big deal. You have to like get dressed up because you might see like fucking Jennifer Aniston at the table next to you. And it just feels very like high stakes. So there's one casual sushi spot in my neighborhood, and you can probably guess what it is if you live in LA, and it opens at 5.30, and it's very competitive because if you fuck up and you're not in the first group, you can just go fuck yourself, and I really respect them because you know, they live in a, you know, they're in a town, which is all about like, oh, I know a guy. I got a guy. I got a reservation. I'm going to slip this guy a 50, blah, blah, blah. These people don't give a fuck. And I really respect them because they make good food. They always have a busy restaurant. They're like, we're not dealing with it. We open at 530. Come as you are. Sorry. It's your problem. Obviously, everyone in LA is so fucking anal about everything, myself included, 
that people start lining up at like five. And whenever I take someone to the sushi restaurant, I'm like, please be on time because I go, I don't mind to go and wait early at all. But if you fuck up and you're not there at 529, we're going to lose our spot because they will only seat you if your whole party is there. Again, I respect the hell out of that. So I tell my friend yesterday, I was like, please, it's my fake boyfriend. I was like, and we kind of have like, he loves to annoy me. And so I, I'm always like, whenever I ask him to do something, sometimes he like purposefully won't do it to annoy me. And I'm, I was like, please, please just arrive on time. I'm going to go wait at five. And he was like, you're crazy. Like, that's insane. Like, why would you go wait so early? And I was like, because it's insanity and you have to be there on time. I literally was there at 5.02 and I was the first person, which obviously made my Virgo type A ass incredibly happy. And then this group of guys started encroaching on my space, kind of being like, they were like, oh, she was first, she was first. But I was like, then why are you standing so fucking near me? And like, you know, when you make a line and someone kind of stands to the other side of it, when clearly the line is going one way, like clearly the line was forming the other way. And these guys came and stood on the other side of me and they were like, we know you're first, we know you're first. And I was like, then stand in the fucking queue. Okay. I'm from England. And one thing about me is I know how to form an orderly queue. Okay. And I was the beginning of this orderly queue. So I'm standing there. I'm fucking sweating bullets. I'm like, where the fuck is my friend with each moment that passed by? I was like, he's going to ruin everything. And that would be two, two bad things that not only would we lose our spot, but it would be the humiliation of the entire line. Because at this point, there's a queue of like 25 people seeing that I hadn't given the proper instructions to my dining mate. He got there. 528 we got there. So then as a celebration, I was like, we're about to get lit on sushi. Like let's order everything on the menu. And we did. And it was amazing. But that's why I have sushi face. (sighs) All right. Enough about the intricacies of my day. (laughs) I honestly could go on for another half hour. I guess that's why I'm in radio. But let's talk to Carolina. Carolina. Hi. How are you? Carolina. I'm so good. It's Carolina. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to talk to you. How are you doing? (laughs) I am so great. I can't believe I got on. I know everyone says that. And I was like, I'm not going to say that if I get on. No, I'm so glad I'm talking to you. I'm so glad we're chatting. What's going on? So I wanted to get your advice. Um, Obviously, I know the economy is not in a great place right now. And so a lot of companies aren't hiring or aren't promoting or anything. So I was wondering, like, what is your advice on how to deal with burnout in the corporate world right now? Do you have a corporate job now? Yes. Yeah. It's look, I, this has been weighing heavy on my heart because I know this is affecting a lot of the people in our community where it just feels like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because the economy is in a really, really dire state. And also it feels like everyone's job is very shaky. Like, so people who don't like their jobs or people who are burned out don't feel like they have any options because this is kind of it and there isn't a lot of movement and I've been thinking about everyone who this is affecting a lot I would say that non-negotiables are super important when you have a corporate job because I think the thing about a corporate job is it feels like and I think this is by design and I'm not saying all companies are bad and evil and whatever although no, I'm just kidding um it, it can start to feel like your job is more important than you when you work at a big company because it's like everything is like for the company and like, you know, if you're not working hard, then, you know, the other person is working hard and it can just feel so important. But the truth is, if you don't like your job that much and that's okay, and if it's just a way to pay rent and have a life and whatever, then you need to really separate that and say, okay, this is what I have to do. 
I'm not saying do the bare minimum, but I'm saying do your work and then try to compartmentalize it and go home and make sure you're doing those non-negotiables, whatever they are. Going for a walk, leaving the office by a certain time every day, like that's a non-negotiable, like saying to yourself, all right, look, I really need to leave by 6.30 every day. Like then that's just it. And then you make that promise to yourself and you keep it. Maybe one of your non-negotiables is making sure you go out to dinner one, one night a week just so that you get out and you relax and you have some times with friends, whatever they are, make a long list of them, not a long list, but you know, have a good couple solid ones and really, really try to stick to them. And look, like sometimes a job is just a job and it sucks and it won't be forever, but it's important to label it so that you don't get super sucked in and think like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is going to be my life forever and whatever, whatever. Like right now, everything's a little bit shitty. And if you don't feel like you have another option, then you have to find a way to make your current job palatable and bearable until there is another opening or you have a little movement to, to, to move around. That's really good advice. I feel like you're like the big sister that I never had since I'm the oldest girl. I just, it's just hard right now because I I feel like I'm managing my team right now. And so I feel like I always have to have like such a great attitude and be the leader and always be positive. Right. And it's just like really hard and it's like not that exciting or, you know, everything's just so, everything just feels really heavy right now. Of course. So I really appreciate all your advice to just, you know, center yourself back into things that you love and that you're really passionate about. I'm a huge reader. So I've been trying to just prioritize that time too and have been going on my rich mom walk yeah and that really does bring me back to like a much more balanced place so I really appreciate all that advice yeah and and remember that like your job is not your life like I know it takes up so much Mm -hmm. amount of our time and that's like a really scary thing but your life is your own and just start to view your job as like it's just a thing that you do to make your life possible and Remanaging your team, that's amazing and I'm proud of you, but I also acknowledge that that's a lot of pressure, not only work-wise, but also just emotionally. That's emotionally taxing to have to, because you're clued in. You're And also women are very, very intuitive and we're very, we often have very high um, EQ and and so you're kind of feeling the the sentiment of everybody on the team and you're taking that on. So I also want you to really like make sure that you're guarding your own emotional health and journaling and not, you know, taking on the weight of that. And and also like remember it's kind of like an airplane. Like you got to put on your oxygen mask first before you can help others. If you fill up your cup, if you make sure that you're reading every night for half an hour, going on your walks, having fun on the weekends, what whatnot, your team will pick up on that and be like, "Okay. Okay." you know, she is having a life. She is, this isn't great, but she's kind of making her own way about it. They'll follow suit. Like people just want an example. And so you're the example that you're going to set is like, I'm doing my best, but I'm got to take care of me. And then we're going to sort everything else out. Ah, that's such good advice. Thank you so much. I'm really sorry. Things are tough right now. I, I really hope that they're going to get better soon. And I'm going to think more on this topic because I know it's affecting a lot of people and I want to help better. So I will be thinking about this. Maybe I could put together a podcast when I get some really helpful tips. But I love you. Thank you for calling. And um, really, really just just guard yourself, like guard your non-negotiables and, and hang in there. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye, babe. Mm, that's so tough. I really, really, now that 
I, I really, really do want to think more on this because I know that so many people are being affected by layoffs. And I was actually, I was on the plane coming back and I was like, it, it struck me that, um, when I, you know, cause I met so many of you over the past couple weeks and everyone is very similar personality. Like, I mean, obviously I can't get a total sense when I meet someone for a few minutes, but everyone was so, the common thread is that you are all people who want better for yourselves and better for the world, which is like an amazing common thread to have. And I was like, what if I could create a database of people who are hiring and people who need jobs like with within our community? Because everyone is really, really just like a go-getter and like a good person. I have no idea how that would work, but it's just something I'm putting out into the universe in case I can, you know, I don't know. I just, I've been thinking about it a lot and I, I know I'm not in it. I know that like I work for myself and so I always want to be super respectful when I'm giving advice about corporate jobs. I mean, I did have a corporate job once, but like it's not the same as it is now. So I always want to be really respectful with my tips because I don't want people to be like, well, Tanks, you know, sits in her house with her cats and she works from there. So it's all fine and good for her. But I am thinking about everyone affected by this awful economic situation and just the work state in general. Um, So if anyone has any practical ideas of how I can help people, please let me know. Please email us because this is really bad and I and I want to I want to be more helpful on this topic. Uh, Okay, let's talk to Abby. Hi, Abby. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. Of course. This is so exciting. I've been wanting to talk to you for such a long time. Amazing. Amazing. What's going on with you? Um, Okay. So I would like to know um, your thoughts on how to move forward after ending an engagement that neither of us wanted to end. And I guess like not doubting the decision. Okay. So you, you mutually ended your engagement. That's a big step. That's I, yeah. Yep. When did that happen? It happened like mid April, so it's been oh pretty recently you know, though. Pretty recently, yep. And so sorry, you said that neither of you wanted to end it. No, so <clears throat> there's a lot of backstory to this, um, and I don't know like how much depth I can go into about it, but basically, it had a lot to do with his religion and I him see. asking me to convert after okay. two years of dating without me knowing that like this was a big part of his life and it kind of just felt like an ultimatum when he said it to me it was like two years in we were so in love talking about um moving in together and stuff and then he dropped this on me that was like i i need this from you otherwise yeah. i don't, like i i can't move forward or there's going to be like really serious consequences and i was like I had no idea that this was so important to you and it just it it just felt like a lot and I at first agreed to it and I did try to go through the conversion process um, and it just kind of dawned on me during it that like it just felt very inauthentic and it felt very like um, you know very kind of selfish on his part I guess just in terms of never really showing me this part of his life so I didn't know much about it I didn't know what kind of role I was going to be taking on as a wife as a mother to kids with this religion I really had no experience in and um yeah so it just it really it eventually it was like a physical reaction when I told him I could not convert it was just like a 
a huge relief off of me. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. And yeah. like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, but I feel like this is going to affect our relationship in the future. So I have to put an end to it now because I'm scared of what this will do in the future because I've just like been bottling up all of these emotions around it. So it was, it was a lot. So that's kind of some context. Yeah. I'm really sorry. That's super heavy and that's super intense. Um, I think it was wrong on his part if this was a deal breaker, so to speak, that he didn't bring it up pretty soon on when you guys were dating. I mean, two years is it's insane to me that that didn't come up. Um, totally. Like it's like telling someone you don't want kids, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of the equivalent that I can I can compare it to, I guess. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's like a once you become exclusive thing. Like I just that's so insane. Yeah. And it's also kind of gives me pause because it's like if this is such an important part of his life and you were dating for that long beyond talking about it like wouldn't you have seen it like you know like exactly and that is like that is why I had such an issue with it I mean he claims it was part of his identity and I'm like if it was part of your identity how did I not know like how, right. how is this never brought up it just felt so it just didn't feel real, you know, and I was like, I feel like I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. If you know, I, I never had the opportunity to come to the decision to do this for myself, you know, it, it could have been a really beautiful experience and something totally. I would have been very open to, but since it was kind of handed to me on like a do this uh, or like do this because you have to, <laughs> it would have, it would have been different. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels inauthentic because it's like, if something is so, important to someone's life then wouldn't he have been like six months in like hey like you know I'm going to whatever place of worship like would you like to come with me or like oh I want to teach you about like this tradition I have in my religion or or some my spirituality mm -hmm. that's very important like I just feel like it, it like to me it's one of two things either it's it's not that important to him it's important to his family and he kind of thought he could like just like rope you in not that not in a nefarious way but kind of like oh I'll deal with it after and like if we fall in love I'll just like say oh can you convert and she'll just do it quickly or I forgot my second one but like I don't know I just it doesn't feel authentic and you're right it could have been a super beautiful thing if he'd said six months in listen this is really important to me are you open to it you probably would have said yes and then you know, for the next year or two, you would have, he would have talked to you about it and you would have been like, Oh, tell me about that. Tell me about that. Take me into here. Let's, let's go try this. And then by the time it was time to get engaged, it would have been like this really, really special thing. So I really think he's at fault. It doesn't make it any easier for you though. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, it, you still feel probably double betrayed because it's like, you know, this, it just such an unsatisfying way for a relationship to end because it could have been different. I think. Well Totally. Yeah. And he, he knows he's at fault here. He knows he messed up and you know, it is, it is what it is at this point, but yeah, no, it definitely does feel like a d double betrayal. It's like, well, had I known that this was going to be a deal breaker, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's like, you should have told me this earlier. That's kind of what I keep coming back to. It just, yeah. it just brought me the wrong way. And I, and I agree. I do think his family has a huge impact on him about this. Um, and, you know, I, whether or not he admits that, it, um, yeah. that's up to him. But, I, yeah. So. I mean, I really credit you for, for being strong. I really credit you for saying this feels inauthentic to me and just doesn't feel right. I really think that that was the probably the right thing to do because you would have just for the rest of your life felt like you've been bamboozled into something and religion and spirituality and traditions and the way that you raise your family that's like that's not 
like that's not a light thing. That's not something that you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll do it. I'll do it. Like I think totally. it, it is something to be taken seriously, and I'm I'm proud of you for taking it seriously, and I'm proud of you for saying. I don't know if I could do this with my whole heart because it's it's a massive thing. So in, ter- mm-hmm. in terms of how you move forward, I think, I mean, I think you kind of have to manage it the way you would any broken major relationship and just be like, this is really difficult and I'm going to be in a funk for a while. Uh, but you kind of just have to put your set your eyes forward and I know it's like this is a this is a really big frustrating reason for a relationship to end but you have to reach a point where you stop rehashing it which I know is Mm -hmm. tough but like Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it's now because it's it was a two-year relationship I mean you were gonna marry this guy like I'm not saying rush yourself whatsoever and April is quite recent I mean I can't do math but was it was a four-year relationship oh it was a four-year relationship Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Two, and then two years ago, I mean, not even two years ago, it was like a year and a half ago. He told me that I would have to convert. And then we got engaged in September after I had started the conversion process. And so, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> insane. That's insane. You, yeah. <laughs> that is so yeah. outrageous. I, I believe in unconditional love and it felt very conditional. That and- is so outrageous, but it was, it's, it's that, but it's also you were duped you didn't know you have to tell people this stuff at least in the first year come on I, I know <laughs> I know uh, yeah so I mean I agree with what yeah. you what you're saying about just like moving forward like any other relationship or ended relationship and luckily like I'm very intuitive and know that this is the right decision for yeah. right now um so I have felt I have felt like fairly positive through this whole experience knowing that like at least I tried stay true to myself and I don't know if he can say the same about him because I do think that he needs to take some time to do some self-reflection and really figure out what's important to him yeah um did he say like did he at all say like oh I like the reason his reasoning behind not telling you all this did he at all have an excuse or not really he not really I mean he kind of said he was scared he was scared of what I would say and I was just like don't you think it was just gonna get worse the longer you waited and that's exactly what happened so he just you know he just failed to show me anything about it and um he and he says that he was very disconnected um with the religion being in New York you know he moved halfway across the world to live in New York he's like I don't have any family here I don't have any friends which I understand it's kind of hard to like be with your traditions I guess when you don't have family but I don't actually think that's true I think if it was really that important to you you would actively go out and try to celebrate it if it was such a big part of your life or your identity so he said yeah um so when he said that I just it it doesn't really make sense to me yeah wow babe this is I mean that's really really frustrating and I think I would just the trap here is to just keep going over it and over it in your mind because sometimes when you're right, it's like you go over it even more because you're like, I was right. And all of your friends are like, I, you were right. And me on the radio is like, you were right. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like more annoying because you just want to like ram it over and over again in your brain. But you, you said you're an intuitive person. You'll reach a point where you're just like, I've gone over this enough times in my head. I know I was right. I know this is frustrating. And then you kind of just got to draw a line in the sand and look forward because there's no other, there's nothing else to do, right? There's nothing else to do. And you have to just 
think about advocate for your future happiness and anytime you start thinking about it thank god I would have been so fucking resentful my entire life. Like I would have been resentful for my kids. I would have been resentful about like standing there on my wedding day thinking this only happened because I caved and like all that kind of shit. So, you know, I think when you're ready, I'm not saying it's now, just try to look forward and and as much as possible stay out of the past. When you're ready, start going on dates again um, and just take care of yourself. It's a lot. It's really frustrating. Yeah, no, you're totally right about the resentment. That is something that was really heavy on me for, you know, like two years after he told me. And I was like, I have so much resentment build up and I'm so scared that this feeling is never going to go away and it's going to come out in our relationship. It's going to come out in our family. And that's why I had to end things. It just, it it wasn't going to end well. So I totally agree with you. And then lastly, I just wanted to say that you single-handedly have helped me through this transitional, like, Mm -hmm. phase of my life. Like the last years have been really hard on me you know, trying to figure out this whole thing. And I really looked up to you and I really appreciate you. Um, mm. And I feel like you've given me a lot of courage Thank to you. do what's right and stuff. So Thank you. I, I was waiting for so long to hear your opinion on this. So I really I'm really proud it. of you. And by the way, I think you've probably inspired a lot of people out there, not that they're in specifically this situation, but people who are in a spot to make a bad decision, but ultimately, or a hard decision rather, but ultimately like they're going to now hear you and think I need to march to the beat of my own drum and listen to that internal voice. So thank you for sharing your story with us and um, be strong right in, in a couple months. I want to know how you're doing and um, eyes front. I love you. I'm really proud of you. Okay. You did a hard thing. Lots of love. Bye, babe. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so, that is so heavy. You guys, I really feel for her. That's really, really difficult. It raises an interesting question, which is like, when should you tell people about those things? I think really early on. I mean, I can't keep shit in my mouth. So right away, I always say like the things I need and I want. And I like, you know, I've only had one type of situation like that. My first boyfriend out of college we were dating for about nine months and he was like, I can't marry you because you're not this certain religion. I was fucking devastated, but I'm really glad that he did it then because I was already in love with him and it like only would have gotten more intense. And you know what? Everything works out. Um, I think you got to say it honestly, like in the first six months, I think if you're like, if you're exclusive, like I think you kind of need to, maybe it's like over a certain age, you know, because it's like, if you're 23, who the fuck cares? Although I was 23 and I'm glad he said it then because it's just like, it would have gotten, you know, harder and harder, but damn. Well, I'm really proud of her. That's super difficult. Um, we are going to take a very quick break, but I want to talk to all of you. So if you're on the line, stay on the line. You want to join the conversation, call me 844-305-ANDY. This is It's Me Tanks Live. I'll be right back. I know what she needs, oh, she just want the fame, I know what she thinks, oh, give it a little taste, run it back to me. Welcome back to It's Me Tinks Live on Radio Andy, Channel 102. I'm Tinks. This is our weekly time to talk to each other. Yesterday, I had a day of hotness. I'm slowly crawling. I do say crawling my way back to looking like a human being after, you know, you know when you just let all that shit go and then all of a sudden you have like a day of appointments. I love the day of appointments. I love it. I don't care. Look, put a pin in the feminist. I don't know what that means about my feminism. Two things can be true at the same time. I like to look hot. I woke up. I worked out. First of all, I'm getting back into working out. I know it's scary for everyone, mostly me. I went to the the Pilates class in uh, LA. It was good. I'm trying all these new Pilates places. It was good. Struggled through, th- through that. Then I cold plunged for three and a half minutes. 
Then I got a facial to get all the crap out of my face. Then I got Disport with Dr. Diamond. I was like, fill her up, baby. Fill her up for summer. I'm just kidding. I didn't. Actually, I do actually speak to him like that. He's the best. He's the homie. I love him so much. And then I got a laser appointment. And I was just like, guys could never. Guys could literally never. They like brush their teeth before they leave the house. And, and again, that's why I go back to you better pay for the first fucking four or five dates because I have to do all this shit. I don't even want to know how much yesterday costs. Don't even th- I would have had a hair appointment, too, but they can't do anything to my hair because I look like Cynthia from the Rugrats. And they said if they put any heat on it or do anything to my hair at all, it will all fall out. And I was like, well, my hair already falls out. So that's not very good, is it? I'm up Shit's Creek right now. Um, but I did enjoy my day of hotness. So just you wait, guys, by the summer, by the actual summer, by July, I'm going to be back to fighting shape again. I'm going to be looking hot again I hope anyway I just caught my reflection in the uh in the camera in the studio I'm looking pretty scary right now okay let's talk to Jenny hi Jenny hi James how are you I'm well how are you what's going on I'm good I literally stepped out of work because I was like I need to I love it I need her advice I love it (laughs) Um, tell me yes okay so kind of similar to the girl that called last week asking if she should DM her coworker, yeah. except I'm pretty sure I want to DM this guy unless you have like a hard objection, of course. Okay, tell um, me. But I like, I know you say don't overthink it, but at this point I'm overthinking it and I'm yeah. like, I just need advice. So um, I met a cutie at Trader Joe's oh. probably like two, yeah, I know, um, probably like two months ago at this point. Okay. Um, we, I I caught him like staring at me and like we locked eyes and it was so hot and dreamy. And then I know we ended up talking because I like panicked. I didn't like be direct. I just basically like picked up the randomest item and was like, what do you think about this? Because he ended up standing right next to me when I was shopping. (laughs) You're like, I love Um, zucchini. How about you? (laughs) I know. know. Literally. Um, Super awkward. But anyway. Um, I come back like a week or two later, he remembered exactly what I got and like was asking me about it. And we chit chatted. Um, and I've seen him a couple of times, um, since then. And like, again, checking me out, whatever. But, um, it's been like a couple of weeks at this point and I haven't seen him and I'm crazy. So I found him on Instagram. I of, like, love what it. We talked about. Um, and followed him. He followed me back like within a few like hours. Oh my um, God. You're in. He followed you back. You're in. DM him right now. Like literally DM yeah, him right like, now. What do I, I just don't want to be creepy. Like do I acknowledge that like I found his Instagram, not like found his Instagram, but you know what I mean? I'm like, do I acknowledge the Trader Joe's? Do I like say something about, I don't know. I just don't know what to say. <laughs> are you, are you like a jokey? I mean, I feel like you are. You're kind of like a jokey person. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel super, like you can just write a yeah. joke. You can just make a joke. You wait. So he works there, right? Yes, and that's what my so my friends are all like, yes, DM him. Like, but since I haven't seen him, they're like, maybe he doesn't work there anymore. Like, I don't know. But it's also doesn't that doesn't matter. Like, if I personally True. were you, I'd probably be like, because you already have this rapport with him. I'd do something like, um, I. I'm going to have to like, this is wrong. Let me just, bad ideas first, bad ideas first. But I would say something like, let's workshop it. It's something like, I'm going to have to email corporate because like my favorite checkout uh, person hasn't been in the store lately or something like that. Like who fucking cares? I love that. Because otherwise your route is like, hey, do you want to go for a drink sometime? And based on your meet cute, that sounds too serious in my opinion, you know? 
that's no, I agree. My friend was saying that who's also like your biggest fan side now, but he was like, no, thanks to say, just like get a drink. I'm like, I just, I've like thought about saying that, but it just isn't sitting right. So I definitely like the more jokey approach because, of what you're saying. Because, because you have the established rapport, I think that it's like now mm-hmm. it would be better to be like, um, or you could do something like, I like, I need to, hey, like, I need to get a drink with you so we can discuss, like, the new checkout person. Like, they're just not, like, ringing up my, my like, <laughs> my cauliflower ravioli, like, the same as you or something like that. You've got to put a little joke in there. And then it's, like, just, yeah. you know, then in case he doesn't work there anymore, it's fine. You know, you've got to just, just joke it. But if he followed you back, girl, you're good. Do it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. This is like the you are literally living everyone's dream. Like to meet someone at Trader Joe's is literally the meet cute of everyone's dream. I know. And I was like gaslighting myself like everyone at Trader Joe's is nice. I'm like, no, I really think he likes me. Like, I really No, he followed you back. Like, you're good. You're good, girl. Do it. Okay. I'm excited. Oh, my God. Please email or DM me and let me know how it goes. I will. I actually DM'd you last night and was like, I need DM help, but I know you get so many. So I'm so glad I got to talk oh, to you. Good. And I'm I will glad you got send through. You an okay, please do. Please do. Oh my God. Exciting. Right. See, so, you guys, <laughs> summer of the shift, summer of outside starts now. Oh my God. I love this. Okay. Good luck. We love you. <laughs> oh my God. What a cutie. Um, so uh, this is a good opportunity to tell you guys. So basically at Coachella, I saw this guy who's like, you guys are always like, what's your type? What's your type? physically it's very hard to describe my type but if I see a guy who is my type all my friends are like oh he's so for tinks like so for tinks it's very hard to describe I'm not even gonna try so I see this guy at Coachella and I was like pretty drunk and so my friend went up to him and like tried to talk to him and he was like kind of was like uh go away but it was a guy friend so maybe that's why and I just said to my friends I was like if I am supposed to see this guy again I will see him and I just had a weird feeling that I would okay cut to Like two weeks ago, my friend, my guy friend, he's honestly the best guy friend ever. It's my fake boyfriend. He was like, isn't this the guy that you saw at Coachella that you're obsessed with? And he saw him in the back of a Instagram story. So I quickly screenshotted it and I was like, oh my God, that's him. But he wasn't tagged, like looked all around, like couldn't find his tag, like da da da, whatever, whatever. Then I'm in New York um, last week and I was with my friend, Kirsty, who knows literally everyone. She literally knows every person. And I was at a party with her and every person who walked in, she was like, oh, yeah, that's that person. Da, da, da. And I was like, maybe she'll know. So as a joke, the next day I texted her and I was like, I have I have a crazy thing for you. Like, do you know who that guy is? It's like a fuzzy picture of the side of his face. Any guy listening to this is like, girls are fucking insane. And yes, we are. So don't cross us. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know him. That's blah, blah. And I was like, shut the fuck up. So now I have this guy's Instagram. He's even hotter than I thought he was. I'm like so goo goo gaga. I'm, that's probably why I'm in a good mood because I have a crush again, you guys. Like a real genuine crush. Like an actual goo goo gaga crush. And he's at the top of my crush list. And I'm just like, I'm literally like gagged to be back on the East Coast so I can like figure it out. But I don't know because I, I can tell like I did a deep Instagram analysis. Um, I love being crazy, don't you? I did a deep Instagram analysis and I know I can tell what type of guy he is. And he's the type of guy who kind of like takes himself a little bit seriously, even though he's like not a serious person. You know, who guys like that who are, you know, they're not like he doesn't have like a office job or a corporate job but he takes himself like as serious as like a banker or something with the job that he does I'm not going to say what it is although I only date three jobs so I'm sure you can guess which one it is um so I don't know I don't know what the move is and I was like plotting with my fake boyfriend last night I was like do you think I should dm him 
and or do you think I should wait to see him he was like you're leaving a lot up to chance I was like I love leaving shit up to chance I I just know I'm gonna bump into him in the Hamptons in New York like we're in we've been at the same parties before like through Instagram I figured that out like I we're in the same orbit I think I'm just gonna wait and then I asked my friend I was like do you think that I should go up to him when I see him and be like oh I've I've seen you three times now it's meant to be and my friend was like no that's fucking psycho and I was like I'm gonna do it anyway don't you guys think that would be fun if I just went up to him and I was like I saw you at Coachella and I told myself if I ever saw you again we were meant to go on a date so I guess you have to go on a date with me I don't know I don't know I don't know you guys and he's a cancer don't ask me how I know that but like I wanted to date a cancer man for a long time because I've like had enough of Scorpios and Tauruses for a while and no more Pisces please God don't please please don't send me any more Pisces men so I don't know I think it's supposed to be Anyway, that's my update. Summer of Outside starts now. Let's talk to Paige. Hi, Paige. Hi, Jinx. Oh, my God. How are you? I'm so good. I just want to say, obviously, you're not asking for my advice here, but I think you should do it. I think you should say what you just said you were going to say. Like, I ran into it or saw you at Coachella, and now I yeah. saw you again. I thought I'd, I think that's so cool. Right? And I always say <laughs> Like, be your boldest self because if they don't like it, like, then they're not your person. No, I totally. Cool. Totally. And it's, like, every every guy, like, I, I like to test guys that way, which I think is, yeah. like, you know, I, I really have found that to be helpful because that's honestly the lowest level of insanity you're going to get with me. So if you can't handle that, 100%. you will you will never make it through. So it's, like, we got to throw them in. If you don't think that that's cool, like... I don't mean to be rude, but then you're just not an interesting person. Like, if you think that that's, like, weird or boring, then we're just never going to vibe anyway. So it's better to just get it out the way, you know? A hundred percent. No, I love it. Okay. Yay. No, I'm so excited to talk to you. I was at your um your walk in New York, and oh my it was amazing. God. Yay. Thank you for coming. Did yeah. we get a chance to speak there? Did we meet there? We Okay. So, like, I was probably just as busy as you were. My brand was actually serving, like, the beverages, which was Oh, my insane. God. Well, thank you yeah, for doing that's so oh my wonderful God. No, it, it was so literally fun manifested it it was insane it was our like launch and we are just so obsessed with that we are so obsessed with you it was like we cried so much like we can't believe that that happened it was such a fun day it was honestly the best vibes I was like how can I make a national rich mom walking club that goes all across America like that's yeah. on my vision board I called Sethi and I was like I want to make a, an international walking club for women and he was like okay let me just think about how to do that I was like get on it bitch we gotta do it because it was just like the best vibes like it was honestly like everyone is just so cool and everyone said that everyone was like oh my god I made so many friends and like it just was like there was no bad energy like no one was like looking you know how girls can be like let's let's just put our dicks on the table like sometimes girls can be like looking each other up and down like pushing blah 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 not one bad vibe and like that is really cool so I was like I want to do this more but anyway thank you for being there thank you for launching your business in that way with us that's so exciting and so fun and honestly people needed drinks because of course we picked the day that it was 95 degrees literally dripping no it was sweat. it was perfect it was great to, to sling beverages that day so good <laughs> Sethi, if you need drinks for your national tour of walks we're here thank you well wait say your oh say God. your drink name so that we can all look for it and look it up okay, well, shout them out this is so embarrassing i wanted to be like nondescript and not like identify myself in this call because it's oh that's true okay whatever no 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 don't no, i will i will okay okay whatever you want if i can i will yeah no, it's called benny so follow us on instagram do all the things it's like a better for you energy 
drink. So I love that. That's my little plug. Everyone go try and follow and and yes, and now you don't have to bury your soul. <laughs> now you're like, now I need to talk about this really embarrassing I know. thing. Whatever. No, I'm embarrassing. It's totally fine. Same. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, to be we are cringe and we are free. It's like if you 100%. don't live embarrassing, then you're not living at all. So hit it, sister. A hundred percent. Okay. So embarrassing but whatever life is embarrassing exactly i have been with my boyfriend for six years now and we've been living together for two yeah he's like incredible he is like the most perfect guy ever you were talking about like guys like taking themselves too seriously like that is such an ick for me too and i'm just like oh my god so thankful he's not like that i was just thinking that so yeah been together for a million years yeah and we've got this my co-founder and i have this really exciting opportunity so we're in canada I guess oh. Context. oh, great. Yeah. Yep. So we are in Canada and we got this opportunity to probably do this very cool thing in New York for a few months this fall. Okay. So I think just my co-founder and I would move down Fine. and I would, it would be like, I'm on exchange. Right. And just like my boyfriend, like we'd come visit whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But lately, and this is what I tell my friends, like verbatim, I am like pretty engagement horny. And like, he knows that. And it's been like, enough time yeah and I kind of just feel like if I'm gonna do this New York thing like I would either want to do it engaged and like have that like on lock or just like if if you don't want to like do that then like maybe we should break up and I don't like ew I don't Mm. want like I don't even like saying that but I'm like I would like hate myself if I did this New York thing like long distance and then like yeah four months later we broke up like it's just such a cool opportunity totally no yeah I think that's like you know, I'm I'm generally against ultimatums, but I definitely hear you, and I think you're you're being reasonable. I don't think that that's unreasonable at all. You're kind of like like, are we doing this? Are we not? Like, have you had conversations? Like, do you have any inkling that it's coming? Like, do you have any any yeah, evidence? Like we talked about it. Like, I am so like that. I would never put an ultimatum, and I like. I try to keep it not cool girl, but like just casual. Like if you want right. this, you want this. Right. So we've definitely like talked about it and he knows like, I think where my head's at, but it's always like, he's very much like he would never want it to be like, he wants to think he's a hundred percent in charge and he wants it to be like this huge surprise and everything. So like, that's where it's hard to like have a real, like, like not ultimatum conversation, but you know, like that, that kind of conversation. I don't want to like, like steal his spot if it was like coming. Yeah. Shoot. I don't know, girl. I don't know. I, I I don't even know how I would like frame that combo because I, you know, I'm like you. I'm like, I. that's just not, I don't, I don't actually know. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm sorry I, you called for all this advice, but I'm like, I, I, I don't know. All good. It's tricky because it's like, I mean, what are, okay, let's lay out your options. Either you just carry forward and hope that you get engaged, which you might, you might, there's a pretty good chance probably, right? Or you break up with him just, like, off the bat and, like, that's pretty hard and, like, pretty intense. If you're thinking about marrying this person, then, you know, that's an intense option. Or you tell him, like, hey, you know, if I'm going to go away, like, I want I want assurance that we're doing this, which is, like, an icky conversation to have and, like, could really throw off the vibe of your relationship. Or the only other option I can think of is, like, hey, like, if you get to if you get to the fall and you're going and he's not engaged, you could be like, I, hi, I, I need to take a break while I'm away and you think about it and I'm going to go be single. And like, that's another option too. So those are your four options yeah. from where I'm standing. I don't know which one sounds best to you, but I would say 
whatever your gut is telling you, I do think that this is one of those situations where you got to go with your gut. Like if you have an inkling to just break up with him, then I think that that's something you should like explore and listen to. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely not. Like I would say, like I'm pretty intuitive like that. Like I totally will like just do whatever crazy thing and follow my gut. I almost have a gut feeling that I'm like, just sit tight, you little freak. Like, yeah. it's going to happen very soon. That's kind of what um, I honestly, think. Honestly, maybe he'll just hear this fucking podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think like, I kind of think it's going to happen. Like, if he likes the big grand gesture and you're going away for fall, I mean, he might think, ooh, I'm going to wait till she comes back because men are kind of, you know, not as smart as women. And, like, they might, he might think that that's better. But, like, totally manifest. I think it's going to happen. I don't know. I have a gut feeling. Don't ask me why. I think you got a summer engagement coming in hot and you can hop off to New York with a, with a nice ring on your finger. Let's all manifest that for Paige. <laughs> and, yeah. I think I think sit tight. You don't want to break up with him. You don't want to be single. You're just got ants in your pants about getting engaged, which I get. But usually that means it's like, you know, good energy. It's coming soon, I think. No, I think you're totally right. Thank you. I'll send you pics when it happens. Please do. Oh, my God. I'm dying for you to send me pics. Please, please, please. And thank you again for coming to our walk. I'm manifesting an engagement soon. I want to get a big picture of a big rock in my DMs and being like, I'm going to New York with a ring, baby. Or email <laughs> us. Or email us. No, I will. Okay. Thank you so I much. I love you lots. Thanks. Bye. Uh, we're going to talk to Presley. Hi, Presley. Hello. Hi, How are you? Hi. What's going on? Good. Good. So happy to talk to you. Likewise. Um, I know that you're probably close to wrapping up, so I'll try and be quick. Love but, it. So basically, this is it's this question feels very high school, but it's fine. So I'm engaged and we're getting oh, married. Congrats. And thank you. Anyways, I've been really struggling with the whole bridesmaid situation. Basically, what it is is I'm going to ask a few of my previous roommates to be my bridesmaids. Okay. Some of them. And three of them still live together. One of them has just been, like, not a good friend the last year. And it's kind of been hard for me. But, and, like. Don't ask her. Something that plays into it is, like, Don't sorry? ask her. Don't ask her. If she hasn't been a good friend to you, don't ask her. Do not. Well, so, here's the thing is that I'm, like, worried about. It's, like, she's, like. I kind of, I decided to, like, say something to her because in my head I was like, well, you know, maybe I, like, tips her off. Like, maybe I just did something and that's why she's been so, like, shitty in the past. Yeah. And so I kind of was just like, hey, like, I've been feeling like, you know, maybe there's some distance or resistance. My other friends have also told me that she's, like, basically made it known she doesn't really, she's not a big fan of my fiance, which I'm like, okay, oh. whatever. But, like, what, like, why? And, like, why does she feel the need to, like, you know, have a bad attitude in front of everybody? And so I was like, maybe something like set her off. So I like asked her, I was like, hey, like just want to make sure everything was good. Like, did anything happen? Was there anything offensive? Like, you know, I just I missed like having you as a friend and like laughing with you. And she was like, is there anything like specific? Like, honestly, no. And I was just like, oh, I've just kind of like gathered the impression that maybe something bothered you from like a, a couple conversations yeah. and like, you know, like you just haven't been super responsive when I've like, you know, asked yeah, you to yeah, hang yeah. or whatever. And she was just like, honestly, I've just been a sucky friend. Sorry, like. I need to be better. Mm. So it was like, it was nice, but it was kind of like weird. Like, I think part of me wanted her to be like, oh, well, this happened. Right, and, right, right, right. You know, right. like, yeah. sorry, I was just insecure or whatever, but she didn't. And like, I don't know. I just don't know what to do because I feel like it's going to be really rude to ask the others to be one and not her. 
And so I'm like, yeah. trying, I'm just like in the spot of, do I care or do I just say whatever? Like, you know, come one, come all, it's fine. Or like, I don't know. So yeah, that's my question. Okay. We have 90 seconds. I'm going to do this as fast as I can. Um, I, I, I really think that we should stop doing things out of feeling like obligated, but my only catch is that if it's going to make it more stressful and awkward for you in the process, then okay, go ahead and and ask her. But like for the rest of your life, she's going to be in those pictures. And for me, it would piss me off to no end to know that someone in my wedding pictures who came to celebrate with me, like didn't like my fiance. Like that would just annoy me so much. You know what? No, I'm switching back. Don't ask her to be a bridesmaid. She's been a shitty friend. She talks shit about your fiance. It's your wedding. It's your day. It'll be a little awkward in the beginning, but she's going to know. She's going to know why. So it's it to me, it's like, don't ask her. It's your wedding. You need only good vibes okay. and good energy around you. Be strong, okay? Okay. Okay. I love that. I, Thank you so much. I love you. Congrats. I hope your wedding's amazing. Bye, babe. That's our show, you guys. I'll be back on Friday with an Eras recap and some more, uh, some other stuff, too. <laughs> um, until then, have an awesome week and share this episode with a friend. I love you. Bye. Try to keep it inside, but I just want